When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out ZoomCalls.com. That's ZoomCalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Conservative, not bitter indeed. Yes, yes, yes. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And I am your host, Todd Huff. Email, as always, ever since we changed our email, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show. If you want to watch the program live or on demand, and uh, that's as long as our friends at Facebook allow us to do that anyway. So, Good to be here. Thank you for joining us. And you know, I wanted to tell you off. The, I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to say off the top here. I wanted to say off the top here that we want to congratulate uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden has gotten an endorsement. Um, an endorsement. We know not not just not just Biden. Or excuse me, Obama's endorsement of Biden, part of the Biden Obama administration, of course. Even though it took, you know, Obama was one of the last folks to endorse Joe Biden. In fact, Obama endorsed Biden even after Biden's opponent endorsed Biden, which seems crazy to me. I said this before. You would think that the guy who chose Joe, right, just Joe being Joe, Joe Biden out there saying whatever Joe Biden says, you would think that by, excuse me, Obama who, of course, was part of the Biden-Bama administration, you would think Obama would have been one of the first ones, one of the first ones to pick Biden. I mean, after all, if, God forbid, something would have happened to Obama while he was president, Biden would have replaced him. So by, in essence, in essence, he picked Biden as a presidential candidate long, long ago, 
but he wouldn't do it until even Bernie Sanders did it uh, back after Bernie dropped out of the race. But there's another endorsement out here that I want to make sure that everyone knows about and that Biden gets credit for getting. That is the Communist Party leader, Bob Avakian. He announced that he's supporting former Vice President Joe Biden in the upcoming presidential election. Avakian, I'm looking here at a story from Breitbart, Breitbart News. Avakian is the founder and leader of the Revolutionary Communist Party USA. (laughs) He told his followers in a statement on Saturday, I should have announced this earlier this week, but I want to talk a little bit about Biden off the top here. He said that his followers, fellow communists and comrades across the fruited plain here, that they should vote for Joe Biden in the 2020 presidential election. So this is what he says. At this critical hour, every appropriate means of nonviolent action must be utilized to review, uh, remove this regime from power, said Avakian in his statement. And if, in spite of mass protests demanding the removal of Trump slash Pence uh, of the Trump-Pence regime, this re- regime remains in power when it is time for voting— this guy talking about? Does this guy really think between now and the election that Trump and Pence are going to walk out of the White House and say, you're right, we're done, time's up? Is that what this guy really thinks? Anyway, um, using all appropriate means to work for the removal of this regime must include voting against Trump. Now, he goes on to say, to be clear, this means uh, not a protest vote for some candidate who has no chance of winning. Um as we saw from in previous elections. But instead, this means actually voting for the Democratic Party candidate, Biden, in order to effectively vote against Trump. The question, he writes, is not whether Biden and the Democrats represent something good. Biden is not better than Trump in any meaningful way. That's a really big endorsement here. Except that he is not Trump and is part not part of the move to consolidate and enforce fascist rule. I love it with everything that means. The communists and the fascists, folks. Look, people act... People, ideologically, these folks, they're different by minutia and and detail. They're ideologically the same. They wanted a powerful, big, oppressive... Anti-constitutional government. That's what they want. He thinks Trump is a fascist and he's a communist. Whatever. I mean, we live in a messed up, upside-down world. But anyway, I want to congratulate Joe Biden this morning for getting the endorsement of the communist party leader, leader of the revolutionary communist party, USA, <laughs> Papa Vakian. Congratulations, Joe Biden. More people in America need Need to hear this important message this morning. By the way, Jill Biden was being interviewed. Jill Biden, wife of Joe Biden, even though Joe Biden thinks she's his sister. Uh, Jill Biden was being interviewed by uh, Fox News. There was a Fox News interview. And Dana Perino is who it was. She was asked, Dana Perino asked about Joe Biden and his participation in the upcoming debates. Now, you'll remember we talked about this earlier this week. We talked about how Biden 
uh, is being urged by leaders of the Democrat Party, influential, uh, influential people in the Democrat Party, not to debate. Joe Lockhart, former Clintonite, says that Biden under no circumstances should debate Trump. Biden should instead uh, just, you know, it's a waste of time, Lockhart says, to try to correct Trump and all the lies he's going to tell. You can't win a debate, he says, with a liar. See, I actually think the opposite. I actually think that when the light of truth is exposed, that's really the premise of this program, is that we think that more truth is a good thing. We think that more truth is, for those of you watching on the camera, you can see Echo. Good morning, Echo, back here. Echo's the the family pet who's down here some morning. She's wandered behind the camera for a brief moment. But look, I think that this the whole reason that there's political discourse and debate is to is to bring ideas for people. It's why there's free speech to articulate ideas, to expose bad ideas, and to promote good ideas to the light of truth. That's what you want to do. You want to shine the light of truth. It's almost like holding a magnifying glass up, you know, and closely inspecting it. But it also, you know, you've seen little little kids that you know you can burn things with magnifying glasses and so forth. If you hold them in the sun, it's almost like there's a uh, an effect of, of of burning off the the not so good part of the argument, which would include those things that are not true and accurate. And so, I think that you would want to expose your opponent in a debate situation if you were really standing on the side of truth. I welcome, I welcome people on this program, um, whether to listen to this program, and even sometimes we'll talk to some who I don't necessarily agree with. I want them to share their thoughts, and then I want to talk about some of those things just so that we, uh, I think the truth prevails. Biden, well, Lockhart anyway, says that that's not the case. He says that Joe Biden cannot win a debate against Trump because he's going to constantly have to correct him. This is this is the argument, and it's it's a stupid argument because, again, the more that your opponent is lying, the more that your opponent is saying things that don't make sense, this actually should help you. In fact, as I've shared on here before, uh, when I first started listening to, to talk radio back uh, over 20 years ago, I listening to Rush, I remember him saying sometimes he would get a caller and he would just let the caller talk and he'd get out of the way because the caller would be maybe, in, in these cases, a liberal caller ranting about something and Rush would just let that person talk because the person was doing more damage by saying what he or she thought than really what Rush couldn't have made it uh, made the case against liberalism any better than this person was themselves by uh, by trying to make the the case and using some you know crazy examples and you know complete complete absence of rational thought and reason and so forth and so. Rush would say, I'm just step out of the way and let the train wreck happen effectively. That's not what Joe Lockhart thinks Obama, excuse me, Biden should do. I've been mixed those names up twice. The old Biden-Bama administration, that's what gets me. Biden is telling us he's basically going to launch the third, uh, you know, the third leg of the 
old Biden-Bama administration. That's what he wants people to believe. He doesn't want to go out and campaign. He just wants to use these terms and phrases. He wants people to think he's Obama effectively and, you know, not answer any questions or have any debates and to hide. But Jill Biden yesterday talking with Dana Perino actually says that her husband will, will debate. Uh Uh-oh, this is trouble. This is trouble for the left if what she says is accurate. So here is Jill Biden talking to Dana Perino yesterday saying that her husband will, in fact, she almost acts like she hasn't heard any of this. It's like it's, it's, she's acting as though she's completely unaware that her husband is has been told not to debate. She acts as though she hasn't heard any of this. I guarantee she's heard this. I guarantee there's been discussions about this. I would I would almost guarantee that there's been meetings that she's been in where people have been debating how much Joe Biden should be out on the stage for America to see. I can't swear to that, but that's what my instincts tell me. This is not they're not unaware of these things. I mean, it's Joe Lockhart. It's not some guy in your neighborhood that's saying Biden shouldn't debate Trump. This is Joe Lockhart. This is a trusted Democrat advisor. This is someone that's part of the Democrat machine. And he said it on CNN. Well, he wrote it on CNN. He was interviewed by Michael Smirkanish, said it on his program. Guarantee she knows this. She acts like she has no idea. Anyway, she says he'll be there. This is what she says. Of where the light enters, building a family, discovering myself. And she joins me now. Thank you so much. Your book was a wonderful read, and I'm grateful to have you on the show. I want to talk about some news while we also talk about your book. Uh, last week, former White House Press Secretary Joe Lockhart, he worked, of course, for Bill Clinton, he's a Democrat, supportive of your husband, said, quote, whatever you do, don't debate Trump. Wondering if you can settle this for us. Will the vice president debate Donald Trump this fall? Oh, yes, he will. I think they've already, um, I think it's three debates that they um, decided on. So, yeah, he'll be I there. Think it's two. Okay. Do you think it's unhelpful for other Democrats to suggest that Joe Biden shouldn't debate the president? Oh, <laughs> no, I didn't even realize he had written the article. So, okay. um, no, Joe will make up his own mind. All right. Um, in your book, Where the Light Enters. I, it- okay. So. She doesn't even act like she's aware of that. I didn't even know he wrote the article. (laughs) Oh, look, this is the whole premise, the the whole foundation of the Biden campaign. You know, I've, I've said Joe Biden is the first virtual candidate in American history. If they can if they can keep this guy hidden, if he can run a virtual campaign, and I don't just mean that in. A technological sense. I mean this in a fake, phony, make-believe campaign, in a sense where he's acting like uh, they're acting like they're actually engaging in, in political discourse, but they're keeping their candidate hidden. They're keeping him in the basement. Remember, this isn't the first time this this has been said. Remember, oh, the, the Terry McAuliffe on a Zoom call was talking with a bunch of other leftists and liberals and Democrats, and he said, "Hey, Joe Biden's in the basement, and that's fine. That's where we want him." We want him basically hiding out. They they understand that Joe Biden in front of the American people is not an appealing thing. They understand that Joe Biden making his case to be president is actually going to harm him. Think about that for a moment. Think about that. You might think 
um, you know, some of you might be in, in sales or you're, you know, own your own business or whatever. You have experience where you think, hey, I want to be able to go in there and make the case. Maybe you're up for a promotion. I want to make my case to the boss. I want to sell my product. I want to tell this person why working with me, choosing my product, whatever, is a good thing. And the idea that that would make it worse, <laughs> that having you know you taking that uh, step and making the case for your product for you to be hired, whatever it is, the idea that that would make it worse, um, that doesn't. That's that's not the way that it typically typically works. It can it can work that way if 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 it exposes some problems with the person. If you if you aren't able to instill confidence, if after you make your case, the person thinks, "Gee whiz, I, this person can't do that job," and that's what I think we're up against with Joe Biden here. And so this is the debate. This has been the debate. How much do we put Joe out there? The answer is none. That's what they want. They want to run a completely virtual campaign, and they want this to be. I'm telling you, they want this campaign to be. How much do you hate Trump? If you hate Trump, vote for the other guy. It doesn't really matter who the other guy is because Trump is bad, kind of what the communist leader said. Communist leader says, I'm not really endorsing Joe Biden. I am. I'm telling you to vote for him. But it's not some vote of approval to my comrades. <laughs> instead, instead, what I'm telling you, says the communist leader here, Communist Party USA, Revolutionary Communist Party USA, he's saying, look, what I'm telling you is that Trump is so terrible, and he's a fascist, so we should vote for the other guy. And you can't vote for the third party because that mathematically doesn't help replace Trump. So, anyway, Joe Biden says that Trump, excuse me, Biden will debate Trump. I'm looking forward to that, three debates. But I'm telling you, I, I do think that the debates will happen. But if there's a way to get out of it, <laughs> they, will they will be happy to take that, that excuse and walk away. Because they understand and they know what's about to happen when these debates do uh, do actually take place here in the next uh, six, eight weeks, whatever that is. So Joe Biden's going to debate, and Joe Biden has gotten the endorsement of the Communist Party leader, the Revolutionary Communist Party leader in the USA. So congratulations to Joe Biden on those two magnificent accomplishments over the past few days, I've got to take a break here. Come back, shift gears. You're listening to the home of conservative, not better talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944.
Welcome back. Do you remember yesterday we were talking about the, what was it, the police department in Minneapolis sent out an email basically saying, here's a bunch of, a list of things that you can do to not be a victim of crime because basically there's not a whole lot we're going to do to stop it anymore. We've been defunded, dismantled, whatever, or in the process thereof. Violence has gone up in the city of Minneapolis, particularly in certain areas and so they're basically letting people know here's some things you can do if someone comes up to rob you give them whatever they ask for now i want to stop i got a i got a, uh, a response back from someone saying that that's actually good advice you should give it up your cell phone and pocket change isn't worth losing your life over now i don't disagree with that i wasn't trying to imply that you should have a fight to the death in the street over 75 cents and your samsung or your iphone that's not what I was suggesting at all. I'm simply saying it's that we've created a scenario whereby the police are acknowledging that there is more violence, and they're basically saying there's not a whole lot we can do about it. Not a whole lot that we can do about it, and you know, here's how you just basically cross your fingers and hope you're not a victim. And if you are, here's some things you can do to increase, or excuse me, decrease the likelihood that something worse will happen. Take Pay really close attention to the person that's robbing you so that when you call in, when you call in to 911 after they've robbed you, we're not going to be able to stop this, this individual. We're not going to not be able to catch this guy. Just do your best to remember what he looks like. They even use the word complexion, which... You know, sometimes I wonder if, if if we're not far from a point in time where law enforcement are not allowed to use racial descriptions of people because we've got this oversensitivity um, to things. It's we, we've lost we've lost view of reality here. We've lost view of, of of common sense. But anyway, so just just take a mental picture of the person who's mugging you or whatever strong arm robbering uh, being a robber and stealing from you and you know just um when you call in make sure you give a good description this is this is the advice see to me this is like walking into say a mcdonald's and they don't have cheeseburgers but they've got a list up there this is some helpful tips on how to make your cheeseburger at home well, I know how to make a cheeseburger at home. I'm not saying it's bad to make a cheeseburger at home. I'm simply saying I walked into the McDonald's to grab a cheeseburger or whatever, right? And so it's the same sort of thing here. Like when when police should be doing things, law enforcement should be doing things in communities to make the incidence of violence less. And they're basically throwing their hands up here and saying, there's nothing else we can do. There's nothing else we can do. Um, here's what you can do to protect yourself. Basically, just cross your fingers, hope you're not a victim of a crime. And I, the other thing was, to me, yesterday, I, it, it hit me that they're telling you what to do when they, to call into 911, you know, a couple of bullet points after telling you to give up your cell phone. So how are you going to call 911? Are there, are there pay phones on the streets of Minneapolis again? Am I supposed to remember this as I walk home? Am I supposed to ask someone on the street, hey, I'm one of those people that the Minneapolis Police Department has tried to give tips to on to on ways to keep myself safe since they won't come and actually, you know, try to prevent these things from happening because they've been defunded. I'm not blaming the police, but I'm I'm blaming the the messaging. I mean, the, the, just the idea of throwing your hands up and saying there's not a whole lot we can do except for telling people 
good luck when you're out there. The city's not under our control anymore. It's under the control of radical leftists, people who don't use common sense, people who don't believe in any law and order whatsoever, unless it's some pro-life person that wants to write black pre-born lives matter in the street in chalk in D.C. You arrest those people, right? That's what you, you do. We talked about that yesterday as well. But anyway, I just wanted to address this. I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't do what's best <laughs> – that, that, that you should die over your cell phone. That's not the point at all. The point is, the point is, is when law enforcement has gotten to a point because of efforts to defund or dismantle them, when their efforts are basically, instead of, pre- of preventing these scenarios, instead of driving down the likelihood of violent crimes in their cities, are basically saying, hey, it's up to you now. Good luck. Cross your fingers. Hope you make it safely. And that's kind of what that email, that's pretty much what that email said, in my estimation. So appreciate the feedback, D, but I think that's uh, a larger point has been has been missed here. But I got to take a break. When we get back, I want to shift gears again. I want to talk a little bit about voter fraud. I'm going to talk about mail-in ballots. I actually have a lot to say about this. This will probably go into hour two of the program today, which you can catch on YouTube. We're not far from streaming both hours on on Facebook, um, so we'll do that. Uh, we'll, we'll start that discussion next segment when we get back, but I've got to take a quick time out. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. Made a great decision this morning by tuning us in. Be back in just a minute. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Welcome back. So said I wanted to shift gears and get a little bit into this discussion of of voter fraud, specifically voter uh, voter fraud that is tied to mail in ballots. And so there are first of all, let me pause the United States of America. When we have an election, elections are 50 separate events. Election day, I mean, th- this is made obvious through the primaries, right? I mean, they're, in fact, yesterday, primary. Primaries were held yesterday. 
some, but not all, because states can control those details and factors. There is not a federal election per se. There is a series of statewide elections. And so, and so that's what happens on election night. You still have 50, I guess you could say 51 because of the District of Columbia, or 57. Obama said he'd been to 57 states, so maybe there's 57 elections, and I'm looking for the other six candidates. But nonetheless, there's 51 elections on election day. And so some states have different different rules than others. But, I mean, overall eligibility, well, <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're in places that say that people who are not citizens can vote, which does, which does happen in places, at least in their local elections. But, of course, if you're going to give someone access to a ballot in a local election, um, then you're not far from – I mean, there's just a glitch in the system that could, you know – allow a glitch in the system allows that person to vote for you know federal offices or whatever anyway but we have 51 separate elections some of the states have been doing mail uh, voting by mail even in large amounts for some times others have not i don't know if all open or offer absentee ballots by mail i would think that they do but i don't know that for certain but there's a difference again between voting by uh, voting absentee by mail versus voting by mail in general. So, and and the re- the differences are number one, you have to go through the process of specifically requesting at least here, and I did this one time, and I was trying to remember why I did it. I don't I I don't know if I it's when I was in school. I just I can't remember what the details. It must have been. It must have been the primary. I guess that makes sense. No, no, it wasn't because it was – I don't know why, but I voted absentee once. Maybe it was when I was at, in college. I don't know what it was. But anyway, you have to fill out the application and you know, I guess mark a reason why that sort of thing. I'll be out of town on election day I think is, is what it was. And then you get a, you get a ballot that you, can, that you can mail in, right? But the difference is, number one – there's a specific request and there's a you know a paper trail for that request and there's you know one ballot that that I'm sending back in there's not just ballots flying all over the place there's one particular ballot and of course there's other people that voted absentee but it's not everybody so it's a different process than just mass voting by mail and I'm not against voting by mail I'm against people I, I just think you should get there deliberately Right. And and so some states have have mechanisms that, you know, that they've done this for a while. Um, they're they're equipped to do it. You just can't tell a state, hey, or a state just can't say, hey, we're going to suddenly start voting by mail today and expect there not to be any problems. Because there is obviously, obviously the opportunity for fraud. And if someone does not acknowledge this, they are not being fair minded. I'm not suggesting that it's only there, there will only be fraudulent votes. I'm telling you there's no way in the world if all the ballots are mailed to people that there will not be fraud. That's simply impossible. It's it's impossible. And to act like it's it's safe and to act like 
there's no problem, which is what the media is doing. In fact, the media wants you to think that if someone's against voting by mail, they're, they're here to silence and disenfranchise voters. Now, that's just ridiculous. I mean, I, for one, am sick of this stu- stupidity and, 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 the, and the misrepresentation of what real uh, opposition to things like voting by mail, mass voting by mail the real reasons for those things. The real reasons are because people have a concern for voter fraud. And there's lots of reasons to believe that there are voter that there's voter fraud. Now, Heritage, the White House posted this. I saw this on whitehouse.gov. In fact, the White House posted this because they were responding to a question uh, or an accusation, really, levied by Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta basically talking uh, to the president. This has been a couple months ago. Headline here in Breitbart, President Trump's re-election campaign on Wednesday. This was back in early April. Responded to CNN reporter Jim Acosta, who demanded evidence of the president's claims of voter fraud. You've been talking about voter fraud since the beginning of this administration, and where's the evidence of it? Acosta asked during the White House press briefing, insisting that, quote, all experts say voter fraud is rare so two things going on here voter fraud in general which is what jim acosta was talking about and then voter fraud as it pertains to mail voting by mail specifically which we'll get into as well but the trump campaign responded to this trump says i think there's a lot of evidence but we'll provide you with some okay so they did they shared a heritage foundation document Again, this has been a couple of months ago, but they shared a document of over 1,000 proven cases, folks, proven cases of voter fraud. Now, I want to pause, and I'm not saying that all these are uh, vote-by-mail cases. I'm simply saying there is there exists voter fraud, number one, and number two, there exist problems and concerns with the safety or uh, the you know p- the potential for voter fraud when it comes to mail mail in ballots. So there's fraud. Think about this. There's fraud when there's extra levels of security in place to make sure people uh, are voting legally and according to law. There's people that violate it when you have to walk up and hand an ID in the states where you have to ha- hand an ID anyway. Where th- there there are people that that try to create fraudulent votes. When there's additional security, if ballots are just floating around out there, what makes it so difficult and challenging for a radical leftist to see that that poses problems? It doesn't mean that we can never do this. It just means what are the ways, what are some safeguards that we can place uh, into the system that prevents as much voter fraud as possible? And when can it get to a point where it's it's so minuscule that – or can it? That's another – can it get there? But when the media and the left – won't even entertain the notion that there is such a thing as voter fraud. I think at some point it begins to expose their true motives here. They just want people to be able to vote, and they want as few restrictions as possible. Not restrictions as far as allowing people to vote. We, I want anyone who is legally allowed to vote to be able to, to cast that ballot. However, I don't want anyone... I want to limit as much as humanly possible people from going in and fraudulently voting. What in the world? What in the world is so hard to grasp about that? I mean, really, this is not a complicated subject. So I'm going to take a break. 
come back and I'm going to share, again, there's over a thousand cases here of people that have been convicted of voter fraud, convicted, criminal convictions, outcome, criminal conviction in Alabama, outcome, criminal conviction, Arizona, outcome, criminal conviction, even in California. My goodness, can you imagine what you have to do in the state of California to be convicted of of uh, falsely registering voters, which is a case here from 2010. Anyway, talk about that a little bit when we get back, and this will bleed over into hour two as well. Quick time out. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Welcome back. Okay, looking at this Heritage Foundation document that they've put together, it's comprehensive. Well, it's a comprehensive document, but it's not all-inclusive of every case of voter fraud in America. Now, there's these dates. I mean, I'm looking here, 2014, 2011, 2009, 2008. This goes back. Uh, here's 2014 and 15. Colorado. I mean, I think every state is listed. Criminal convictions. So that means someone has been caught, caught trying to uh, commit voter fraud. It's been sent to the criminal justice system, right? The prosecutors have pursued this, uh, these cases, and the juries have criminally convicted these folks. I'm just going to give you a sampling. Here's one from 2005, ineligible voting. Ajmal Shaw, state of Colorado. Criminal conviction. Convicted in 2005 on two counts of voter fraud after Shaw attempted to register to vote by providing fabricated information regarding U.S. citizenship. Shaw was sentenced to time served in addition to one year of supervised release for the first count and three years of supervised release for the second count to be served concurrently and fined $200 in fees. Let's look at I'm just picking these randomly. I've, I've glanced at this. I haven't read all these. Here's uh, Joseph Sever, state of Florida. The outcome of this case, 2012 criminal conviction and eligible voting. Joseph Sever was charged and convicted of illegal voting. Sever was a Canadian citizen who nonetheless cast a ballot in two presidential elections. He also lied about his citizenship status to obtain a firearm. Ooh, the left should have been upset about this. He was convicted and sentenced to five months in prison and almost 
certain deportation to Canada. I'm not suggesting he should have been able to get a firearm. Our firearm. I'm just saying that they're they're not bothered by some things. They're not bothered when some laws are broken, but they're bothered. Uh, in the extreme, they're bothered when no laws are broken. In the case of gun, you know, guns, they're bothered when people don't break the laws with guns and simply want to carry one to protect themselves. Illinois. Michael Collins, 2011, outcome, criminal conviction, false registrations, slash, fraudulent use of, uh uh-oh, absentee ballots, uh uh-oh. Michael Collins was convicted of election fraud and tax evasion after giving a false address to establish eligibility to vote in East St. Louis, even though he lived in Swansea. I say that he was also elected to be a precinct committeeman in East St. Louis after getting a family member to sign petitions to get him on the ballot. He was sentenced to 50 months in prison, followed by three years of supervised release. What about the great state of Indiana? Here's one Dolores Croy, 2003. Outcome was a criminal conviction for false registrations. Dolores Croy pleaded guilty to voter fraud during the 2003 surprisingly democratic primary in east chicago indiana she and her husband registered to vote and sent absentee ballots to the east chicago voting district using their business address the couple's home address was actually in hobart although both charges were class d felonies the charges were drastically reduced and the couple only had to make a public apology and serve probation probably donated to the uh local uh, you know the, the local um I want to say attorney general, but prosecutor probably in that area, and they let them off easily. I don't know that. I'm just saying that's typically how these things play out. That was from 2003. State of Iowa, Anthony Greer, 2014, criminal conviction, ineligible voting. Anthony Greer, convicted felon, pleaded guilty to a charge of ineligible voting. Greer cast a ballot during the 2012 election in Iowa. Felons cannot vote until their rights are restored by the Governor Greer was still on probation at the time of the election and thus was ineligible to vote. He was sentenced to serve up to five years in prison to run concurrently with another sentence for a separate probation violation. The judge suspended a $750 fine. So the, the administration posted this. This, this again, you see some of this is fraudulent use of absentee ballots. You see some of this is you know people who are trying to vote who shouldn't vote, whatever. They act like there's none of this. There's over a thousand of these cases that, that the Heritage Foundation has posted about. So, gotta take a break. Gonna continue this discussion when we get back. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. 
All right, folks, hour number two. Hour number two, we'll be talking about voter fraud, continuing our discussion. And yes, I had a listener, Tyler, I'll post, um, we'll post that list from Heritage a little bit a little bit later today. So on Facebook, if you want to check that out and read those cases yourself. But anyway, time is run out here in this particular segment. But fear not, we will continue hour number two of the program on YouTube. All you have to do is go to the Todd Huff Show on YouTube where you can listen. And it's very good for your health, by the way. Listening is proven. Health benefits. I mean, it's amazing what listening to this program to do, uh, folks. But got to go. Hour number one's in the books. SDG, see you in a few. Take care. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944.